Fellow citizens, it has come to the attention of my benevolent administration that the sporting event known as the Commonwealth Games is in full swing. This is, of course, instrumental in my ascendancy to world domination. During the opening ceremony, my chief agent, the ever-shy and retiring John Barrowman, will be gambling amongst the spectators wearing his purple tartan suit, taking selfies and autographing people's buttocks. The hypnotic tartan patterns on his suit, plus a mesmerising spinny of the dancers' dress and giant tunnocks tea cakes, will enrapture everyone in the stadium and the millions watching on TV. This will make their minds malleable and open to my suggestions, ensuring my dominion over large swathes of the world's population. Today the Commonwealth, tomorrow the world. Here endeth my address. Welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Asda Man. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I'm... The most handsome man I've ever seen. I've wanted to tell you for so long, but I couldn't because fake Keith was here, but now she's not here, I can tell you, you're so handsome. Glasses back on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are we passable as well? Oh. I'm (laughs) Keith. Mm. So what's fake Keith doing tonight? Uh, fake Keith, I think, has had a meeting. Ah, meeting mm-hmm. so we're, we're stuck with real sexy Keith. I think we better. Good news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Capaldi bigging it up. Ooh. Yay! Yep. Last time, only his eyes made it big, but now all of Capaldi is ready to burst forth onto the big silver screen. Ooh. Yes, mm-hmm. BBC Worldwide love bathing in all the money generated from the cinema release of The Day of the Doctor and want even more. On the 23rd of August, the first episode of Capaldi's run may well hit the cinema screens near Ooh. you. Of this 75-minute simulcast with TV event, Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee, Amen. had this to say. Last November, the Doctor didn't just conquer the world on television. He did it in the cinemas too. <laughs> and like the show of years, he can't resist another go. One taste of the silver screen is never enough. Movie land, beware. Capold is coming to get you. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember the um, advert a couple of years ago on more exercise Billy's gonna get yes, yes. yes. Capaldi's gonna, gonna get, get you <laughs> the Billy's certainly got some Moffat but anyway <laughs> I'm tempted to go because if you've got a lot of people there it should be good atmosphere oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah I think it's gotta be seen at some moment I think it's watching Day of the Doctor watching Day of the Doctor was different from watching it uh, what was it uh, the pub uh, with oh the Jeremy Bentham Jeremy uh, Bentham mm, it, yeah. it's slightly different because one it's on a big screen yeah. two 
people aren't coughing and talking and opening crisps behind you. They're watching it with you. Yeah. Everyone's gasping at the same point. Everyone was <laughs> every, everyone was going. No, around. Everyone was going. But, but that that I know that voice. It's it's <laughs> it's Patrick Trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me and Siobhan were walled in by children. In fact, most of the screening we saw was just children and mm. us. So we just okay. Uh, we weren't quite so unlucky. No. <laughs> we were in the adult section. They were well we behaved. Were. We weren't. Ah. Babylon 5, more film hopes. At some small-scale event called the 2014 San Diego Comic Con, Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski has suggested that a film version of B5 may it happen. Mm. JMS announced that he is to, to write a script for a Babylon 5 film next year and give Warner Brothers, who are in the TV series, first option on it. If the Warner Brothers don't buy it, then he'll pitch it to other film studios on the expectation of a budget in the range of one to two hundred, blimey, one to two hundred million dollars. That's a, yeah, that's a bit different. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yes, we have been here before, but nothing came of it, and there is and there is no word on if this would be a reboot or a continuation, let alone any casting thoughts. Nevertheless, the hope of more B5 isn't totally extinguished. Hmm. Yeah. It's Keeping the dream alive. It yeah. is. I said he's been here before. Yeah. But I think the sticking point then was he wanted the original cast. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And this, nobody wanted to go for the original cast. They wanted to recast it. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. Hollywood actors. I, I have yeah. to say, that is... An now, awful, maybe not. That's an awful lot of money for something that has been off the screen for a while. Yeah. And whilst it has a fan base, that's not necessarily a fan base that's wide enough to make it a number one box office success yeah. well no look at, look at Serenity if yeah. you're going to yeah. chuck that sort of money at it it might be better to recast and sort yeah. of I think they would have to budget yeah. that big I think a I mean, come to decision or have yeah. the original characters in cameo roles or something yeah. like that yeah. well, I, th- I think they'll probably will have the original actors in cameo mm. roles yeah. but well, it's that- going to be major recast you're going to need a Hollywood name you're going to need mm. a oh, name yeah. to bring yeah. people yeah. we in. know how much Straskinski likes his flash forwards and flashbacks yes very easy to fit the original cast in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. set it after Crusade, B5's yeah. still around, before yeah. B5. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you'd, yeah. you'd also yeah. have to do it in such a way that it's not necessarily a continuation without explaining what's going on. Mm. Because you, mm. you can't rely that everyone that's going yeah. into the cinema mm. knows this. Yeah. It's, it's not like Superman, where almost everyone you on the know. planet knows about Superman. Yeah. 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 You're going to have to sort of reintroduce it and yeah. assume the, the audience doesn't quite know. Um, admittedly, sort of B five has been keeping its toe in the water with the uh, TV movies and uh, the Lost Tales and such. Mm. It's a few years ago now, but mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so far, everything has been a continuation of mm. B five. Yeah. yeah, so far the, the movies, Crusade or whatever, it's all been a continuation. Yeah. So maybe we we'll see. I, I don't hold up much hope, but uh, be nice. It would be really nice. Oh, yeah. He's looking to start a big franchise. That's mm. all the money you're looking at. What they cost to do the Star Trek? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars is probably even more than that. But yeah, uh, certainly Guardians galaxy and things like that well into the there is also something that's shown that he can do it on a budget certainly the TV series was kept on a budget and kept on coming in under that budget yeah and he's got a good foothold into Hollywood now yeah with stuff like Changeling and Mm -hmm. his work on the story of the first Thor film yeah screenwriting he's been a he's been a script doctor hasn't he to a certain extent in recent years yeah and he did one of the original treatments on World War Z yeah Doctor Who merchandise of the ex-doctors. Ooh. Yeah. 
do remember the actors Matt Smith and David Tennant. Ooh, no. They may be dead to us now, but their doctors live on thanks to their new Titan comic book series. The first issue of their respective series were both released on the 23rd of July and are available in good comic book stores around the world. Not I'm not sure ones. it might be available in some bad comic book stores as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus online via Comicology website. Comicology. Yeah. Comicology website mm. and apps for Android and iOS. Mm. Both doctors feature a new companion each. Gabby Gonzalez for the Tenth Doctor and Alice Oberfoon for the Eleventh. <laughs> Maybe Obi Obiefune. It should just have been Gabby and Alice, really. Yeah. Yeah. Gabby and Alice. <laughs> Up a tree. The first of October, okay, we'll see Peter Capaldi's Twelfth Doctor and TV companion Clara Who? add their own comic series to the pile. Ooh. But that's not all. Ooh. Tell us more. Oh, oh, oh. Smith and Tennant's. 50th anniversary team up being released onto Blu-ray and DVD in a special limited edition box set Ooh. that includes the five-ish Doctor's reboot, mm-hmm. the Doctor Who Proms 2013, the Science of Doctor <gasps> Who, and Adventure in <gasps> Space and Time. First time on Blu-ray. <laughs> and the Day of the Doctor cinema intro and various other bits. Yeah, Strax, Yay. you were almost going ultrasonic. <laughs> I, I going up octaves. Yeah. I ordered it just before I uh, left for yours. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it on Amazon. Expensive? £30. That's not too bad. But it might go down before the release. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's also got uh, Time of the Doctor, the Day of the Doctor, the Night of the Doctor, the Evening of the Doctor, the Lunchtime of the Doctor. Last Supper yeah. of the Doctor. Yeah. See, I've already got the 50th anniversary story on Blu-ray. Yeah, I haven't. I've got the DVD version, but yeah. I think I might, because I haven't got any of the others, yeah. so I might splurge. Yeah. Mm. See, that's yeah. it, I haven't got the others. No, I haven't got any of the others. Is it only available in Blu-ray? No, it's on DVD. No, it is a DVD, oh, well. yeah. DVD release as well. I think it's 4,000 DVDs and 6,000 Blu-rays. Mm. I'd better check which one I've mm. ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I own for Blu-ray. Although there were problems with the Blu-ray of uh, Day of the Doctor. Ooh. What's there? Yeah. My they, one paid fine. Th- that have speeded up a bit to get it to work with the 3D. Mm. And also, if you listen to the stereo mix rather than the 5.1, apparently the the sound kept dropping out. Naughty, naughty. It is speeded up. It is, yeah, Mm because Blu-ray 3D doesn't doesn't Did they sound like Pinky and Perky? No, but you can actually see the the action is slightly... It's only about 4% or that. It's really weird, but your eye knows something's not right. Something's slightly... The DVD's fine. It's all because of the fact it's dual 3D. In 2D. Yeah, okay. We yeah. don't know what they'll do with this set. It's I also mean, 3D on here, but yeah. whether it's yeah. separate 2D, which isn't sped up. Right. We'll go for the 2D. Mm. I mean, I must have, I missed a bit. I think if that's what happens when you do the dual 3D and yeah. 2D Blu ray, you have to have them double sided or something like mm. that because otherwise it's just not going to sail. Yeah. Well, the uh, comic strips I have, Me I, have too. I have copies of them. The 11th Doctor is a one shot. Oh, is it? Okay, I've yeah. <laughs> The 11th Doctor is a one shot. The 10th Doctor is the first part of an, an ongoing story. Ah, okay. Yeah, there they want to deliberately not have them track each other too much. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, if they get to get any middle end at the same time, it's... Yeah. Like, 10th Doctor, you've got a one-page picture story featuring the Minimates, the Product Enterprises cartoon figures. Okay. The Minimates. I have no idea this one. 
Okay, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a photograph story. It's a one-pager okay. photograph, Mickey-take photograph yeah. story. The, it's a bit like they used to do for Jackie and that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, yeah. And with, Jackie Lane? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. Only. And with the 11th Doctor, there's a one-page cartoon featuring Amy and Rory. Oh, really? And also really? another one-page photoshopped right. thing with the mini-mates. Oh, i have to give that a proper look. Firefly, Serenity, cast back from the dead. Last. (laughs) It's not just us fans who can't let Firefly go, but the cast too. Up and coming Firefly online game probably didn't need to work too hard to persuade the likes of Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, sorry, Gina Torres and Ron Glass to lend their voices to the project. According to Comic-Con announcements by game producers Sparkplug, Quantum Mechanics and Fox Digital Entertainment, the the entire cast of Firefly will be back with some of them, notably Alan Dudiak, playing multiple roles. Beside the main cast... At the very least, guest actor Michael Fairman will replace his role as Mob Bob, Mob Bob, Mob, Mob Boss Niska. <laughs> Firefly Online is currently scheduled for some time in 2015 <laughs> for <laughs> and Indeed, and yes. <laughs> so correct okay. that one, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, Android, and iOS. <laughs> Windows, Mac, Android, and iOS, uh, iOS platforms, and is described as an online strategic role-playing game where the players assume the roles of a captain travelling through the verse, hiring crew members, and taking odd jobs. Mm, yeah. Odd job. yeah. Yep. Odd jobs. This, this has been advertised since, I think, about 2013. It started yeah. somewhere in there. This seems like a long time to, they, to, they, to create. They have now, when it's first started, I subscribed and put my name down and got an account. Okay. Recently, a advertisement video has gone online, mm-hmm. and I've just nipped out of interest. I just nipped back to the site to see how it's where they were, and, it and the site had gone down. Yeah. The site oh, had severely well, it crashed. It's been meltdown. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's clearly a lot of interest out there still. Mm. Oh yeah. It's a good series. Yeah. 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 And going to put the video in the show notes. I see a link to the. Video, yep. Yeah, I, I mm. would recommend looking yes. at it because it, it looks nice, especially for the final few seconds. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 Was it two thousand and three that Firefly came out as well? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't yeah. it twenty oh five? Was it maybe twenty two, twenty oh three? Yeah, spanned out. Then twenty oh five was the film because yeah. they re- uh, last year's San Diego they had a reunion panel, didn't they? Mm, yes, that's right. Yeah. I remember seeing a picture of the uh, cast with you know, the caption underneath. Has it really been ten years since yeah. the verse? Well, Sob. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. uh, sort of Joss Whedon went on and said, these are the best meat puppets I've ever played with. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do anything to them. <laughs> um, I have one addendum. Oh, yeah. Okay. And something that I, I've enjoyed quite a lot. And I uh, think I've guilty <laughs> I think I've mentioned it. I've also thrown the books at Adam and told him, read these, read these. Oh, yes, yeah, so I've got one to give you back. I've just finished one. Yeah. Uh, so Lock and Key. Yep. It's a comic book uh, series that is now finished. They've written the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, was written, it was written by uh, Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Okay. But yeah. according to um, the San Diego Comic Con, Universal has bought the rights for a film trilogy. Oh, based on based on, the books. on Lock and Key. Oh, yes, nice. mm-hmm. I think um, a couple of years ago, Fox. 
did a pilot episode, talked around various conventions. They went mad saying it's the, the information I got is it's the best thing people have ever seen. <laughs> so Fox Kent. shelved it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. They haven't even shown the pilot. Yeah. But anyway, Fox. Don't you just love yep. Fox. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Any more? Any more for any more? No. no. I'll send this the news. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been watching Doctor Who. We've been watching the Leisure Hive. Monsieur Thomas Baker. Yes. And Lala Wood. And Lala. Lala. Where did this come on the rating? In the, oh, I'm not sure about the new one. Mm, well, the top 200 or whatever it was. Yeah, it must be in sort of the mid range. Mm, I'm sure. So it must it's be. not come come down as a total bummer then. No, 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 no well, I don't this, think this so. This is thing. I, I think I should point out that this is the story that actually got me back into who. Oh, good, oh. good. Even with the beach scene at the even beginning. with the beach. Oh, scene. You, you start through that two minutes. Yeah. Well, the thing that is, was a rather long, yeah, sort of prolonged beach scene. Thing, the thing is, I previous season mm-hmm. was Creature from the Pit and the Horns of Nymon. Well, oh, we know how much Nymon. you love Nymon. And I actually, Creature from the Pit did it for me. That is the point that said this is no longer the TV story that I oh, used that to love. Oh, that did it to you. That, that, yeah. Yeah, that did it. <laughs> this is right. no longer the TV stories and that then, I used to love. Mm. I will stop watching. How far is that into the season? Yeah. How far is that into the season? That was about halfway. Halfway. So you only missed a mm. few stories. Yeah. 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 Well, I missed Horns of Nymon for the first time. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, which yeah. is a yeah. mixed blessing. Yeah. Given yeah. this, that was the immediate preceding story, ignoring Shardock. Yeah. I missed Horns of Nymon, but I've watched it so so many times now thanks to you sitting through a four-part commentary on it so. yeah but but <laughs> sitting uh, watching the trailers i remember watching the trailers for leisure hive oh yeah and it looked slick it mm-hmm. looked it looked it looked like there was 10 years difference between the season that had just yeah. gone and it was only about what 18 months or yeah something. it wasn't even yeah. a year you know i don't think it was even a year because so it was like, a complete reboot really yes. wasn't it yeah i have to say though the introduction the whole planning along the brighton beach yeah mm, taking kite canine out of the equation mm-hmm giving us the plot behind what's going to happen. It's like thinking, someone needed to pad this out, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you d- can really tell. Me and Adam were talking about it yesterday and we thought that surely would have been a normal console room scene where they would have been repairing K-9, yeah. like the beginning yeah. of Medlo- Meglos. It's yeah. just they wanted to yeah. open with the only film insert of the entire story yeah. Yeah. just to give it a different look. And it yeah. sort of sort of worked. It just so it's long. Long. Put K-9 yeah. on, you know, on the that, Doctor's app. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Seen. I mean, you had to yeah. kick K9 out of the story because he'd no, have worked him. it out yeah. pretty darn quickly. Mm. I think it needed mm. that film insert at the beginning in a strange way because if you look back at 1979, most of them were studio bound, mm. mainly because they were yeah. they'd got a City of Death and Destiny of the Daleks out of the way. Then they were saving the budget for Sharda, and of course mm. they never did it. Yeah. I mean, apart from the fact it was overly long, yeah, it actually felt weird because that was the only time you've ever had a prologue kind of style that mm. then turned into a special effect on the screen. Yeah. You actually came out the story. That's right, and it went into the star field. And that... For no reason, that, yeah. 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 If it had been just an overly long scene, mm. and then they got into the TARDIS and then materialised, 
weird let's turn it into the star field it made it it sounds terrible it's a fantasy program but it made it a fantasy program rather than something real you're watching that's it I think they they were just having fun with the quantum at that point it's just been introduced isn't it like I said it's it's the new technology so we'll go completely fabo with it and use it everywhere we can and it was the beginning of the season so they had the budget yeah. yeah, and the director was a very arty director. Yeah. He was definitely trying to make it look more filmic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shots. Yeah. And I think it, it, to a certain extent it, it works. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah you it have did. different layers. You have things in the background which are slightly out of focus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and you have some really nice close-ups too. Of his Pangle, I think. Pangle, yeah, yeah Pangle's mm. face. really nicely lit. Yeah, mm. I have to agree. And then everything's in soft focus behind. Yeah, him. Mm. and then it swaps, mm. so you get the focus in the, the foreground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something you hadn't really. Really yeah. had no. So we basically we leave Brighton and end yeah, up. Yeah, we get past the, get <laughs> the past first scene and we end up on this Argolis. Argolis, Argolis yes. And you've basically got one building in the middle of a, well, a radioactive, radioactive wasteland. wasteland. That is, yeah. a, it didn't occur to me at the time, but the building is exactly the same as the buildings on Metabetes Three. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't realise it until I had we watched uh, mm. Planet the Spiders mm. a couple of mm. podcasts. It uh, might be the same oh, right. miniature. Yeah, it's virtually the same miniatures just painted a different colour so yeah. this is where we can see the difference in Doctor Who now when yeah. we get to Argonis because the design works completely different the colour scheme is it's a lot of colour in it mm. yeah yes. a lot of colour and it, they've toned down Tom's costume and made it well, more uniform I, I wouldn't say toned down because he's in the complete burgundy That's so you true, can definitely yeah, see yeah, so they've made it impression. uniform they've made it mm. uniform but yeah. you can see him immediately amongst all the other colours that's, that's why they chose the other colours saffron yellow and the rest of yellow goes with the colour he was wearing but he was very distinct from them yeah but he's more of a sort of Jim silhouette now isn't yeah. he yeah. Yeah. yeah with all the dark colour and you've got these these wonderful little and what are they called the, the Ar- survivors Argolians Ar- 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 all of whom are Ar- sterile after this dying massive war with the Fomalzi the dying race yeah. <laughs> as they die the bees fall mm-hmm. out the hair yeah, yeah. that you... makes sense really doesn't it, when yeah. you it. <laughs> and they've had this uh, wonderful trick yeah. to photography where they can manipulate things that's Having right created a child over 20 years ago and never doing it since yeah. well apparently they're yeah. all mutants and yeah, that one mm. of course the yeah, first failure. the first Argolan in charge of Argolis is played by Lawrence Payne yeah it? two doctors the Gun fighters, two gun doctors, fighters, yeah. yeah. So, and then they kill him off in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. story. Right. Yeah. They killed off him immediately, pretty much. That's it. I was, I was always expecting him to come back at the end when they talk yes. about, about rejuvenation and uh, bring. And there was the perfect opportunity to prove the point there. Yeah, wasn't it? Bring, <laughs> bring Lawrence Payne back. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, but then you wouldn't get the love aspect between Mina and the human yeah, scientist uh, Arden. Arden. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely got the hots for. Her. Yeah. <laughs> they they made a nice couple. You could tell they were very close mm. even when she got a promotion she, she was mm. all sort of addressing that they'd they'd be they'd have to be a bit more distant but yeah. Yeah. Spoilers, of course he distant. wasn't the real one no, no. oh no no arden was arden, the, arden, arden was, was real, real guy it was that it was the Red lawyer what was his name brent or something i can't remember mm. the name of the lawyer, but it was I'm, I'm thinking of ricky gervais now <laughs> oh i'm so sorry i am so sorry you've got hardin who was Hardin. Mm. Hardin was the nice guy. Yeah. Stimson, uh, Brock? Brock. 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 That was yeah, it, Brock yeah. is one who's faceful of. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. He was an Auton. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, one 
one thing I do like about this, um, these episodes is the way they gradually introduce the fur Marcy. Yes. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. basically just a close-up of an eye. Yeah. Or, um, mm. sort of, yeah. That, that was the only... shame, yeah. Yeah, that was the only disappointing part of the story, wasn't it? Particularly the eye. The bit that so... you were focused in, it did look like a bead on a teddy bear. Was, as was the costume, if I remember rightly, reading an article ages ago, costume was sort of uh, double skin, so yeah. it mm. gave this scale effect yeah. that the, yeah. cam- that the camera scale. completely failed to pick up. Absolutely. <laughs> it, does, yeah. it always looked good to me in photos. Yeah. 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 It looks like a really good monster. Yeah, yeah on screen it doesn't yeah. quite mm. convey it. It could a... be the lighting that they have to use. Yeah, there is some interesting lighting in, in I think it's episode two. Um, yeah, it's all very dark and orange and everything, mm. and maybe that was too dark. Yeah. Maybe. Oh what dear, I'm that? actually saying there was too dark a lighting in the 80s Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, well, this one was very well lit, yeah. generally yeah. speaking. One thing I do find interesting is, this day and age, everyone speaks English. Yeah. <laughs> the TARDIS, the TARDIS translates. translates. Yes. For us, yeah. the viewer, as well as every everyone yeah. speaks English. <laughs> yeah, in Except this one, yeah. the Famazi doesn't yep. speak English. It's the Doctor can obviously understand it, yeah. and Lena can, but we can't. Mm. I actually it quite was very like, skippy. Yeah, yeah, but I do quite like that that it's obvious the Doctor and the assistant, the yeah. assistant yeah. can. It, it proves that that thing that he says he knows all these yeah. thousands of languages That's off it. by but, heart. But we the we the viewer, mm-hmm. the fellow traveller in the time this don't understand we've yeah. got to rely on yeah. their yeah. reaction i kind of miss that that aspect now yeah yeah w- was this one of the first times that one of the leading actors the doctors was aged up to look really old i no. can't hartnell th- does that count <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah all the time permanent hartnell uh because I, I thought it might be. Yeah, I know I that I can't Tom remember. Baker said oh, he, he didn't. Thinking, he didn't particularly like being aged, but uh, yeah, I really no, thought he looked quite good. Well, I did actually find yeah. the makeup he, he was wearing to you know, to make himself look, however many hundreds or thousands of years old, quite convincing actually. I think yeah, he again, acted the doddery very that, well. That yeah. Shot right at the end of episode mm. two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good, yeah. really well lit. Yeah, the yeah, aging makeup looks really good. Lit it from both the sides, so you get all the shadows and the wrinkles, because of course he was ill at this point wasn't he I so think, I'm not sure if it gaunt. was this point of um, state of decay yeah. I don't know which they were, they were filming his hair was, c- they? certainly he had uh, health problems during yeah. this season mm. and that, that was really. one of the reasons they changed the title sequence or Jill Nathan Turner changed the title sequence he didn't quite match yeah, the yeah, actual he to, yeah, he still, by this point he did look quite old yeah. he's still <laughs> he yeah. definitely <laughs> lost a lot of weight since 79 because if, yeah. if you look gradually in uh, the sort of Graham Williams era he undoes <laughs> all the buttons on his waistcoat till in the end he can't do it up and he's got a little belly coming through <laughs> <laughs> might, might be something to do with the amount of time in the pub I don't yeah, know yeah, exactly. so for the fact that he was getting regular plate absolutely and, yeah. 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 and then he comes back the Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Frake syndrome yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at Colin in uh, his second season oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, oh terror the vervoids oh dear yeah. but I think the other thing is you can kind of tell that this is his last season yeah he's not happy mm. is he, he yeah. isn't no. there's just something it's very much the portrayal is very much a grumpy doctor yeah, again. yeah. Mm. and we're into 
grumpy doctor in suit. In fact, in the, yeah. the final episode, that scene where the doctor's dressed up in the Argolian war costume. Yeah. And all the duplexes are disappearing. That's the scene where Tom's refusing to make eye contact with Lala. Yeah. Oh, really? They've had a big row. And if you look, at no point does he make eye contact really? with, with yeah. any of the duplicates either. It happens a fair mm. bit. Yeah. 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 It's kind of nice that you can look out for that now, even though it was completely unprofessional with them both. Yeah. It was, yeah. So. Well, I think, is, sorry, I was, was going to say, on the question you were saying before, I think this was the first time that it was, and I think it's actually aged more than Matt Smith's doctor was aged. Yeah, maybe. I think yeah, this maybe. is where you really how, notice it, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to wonder how long each individual body lasts. Mm. Yes. Mm. Plus, it depends on what the doctor puts him through. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, if, if if he hadn't uh, died each time, yeah, if whatever. he was on, if he was still on Gallifrey, how would yeah. long would the body have lasted between regenerations? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, there's a point of as we've seen with Leela, the Doctor seems to suffer from the incapability of actually being able to self-regenerate. Yeah. Where other time laws <laughs> seem to be able to self-regenerate. So it might yeah. be a thing that the body doesn't last to the point where it has to regenerate. They get to a point where everything just aches a bit too much. And and you you trade in for a younger, newer model. Yeah. Only it's yourself you're trading <laughs> yeah. in for a younger, newer model. Is nipping back to the unprofessionalism and not looking at yes. each other. There was a lot of that between him and Leela as well. In yes, there was because he, he wasn't entirely comfortable no, with having her. There, I think so. yeah, they weren't particularly happy with each other. Weren't no, they, at no. the time now they're so, great friends. Um, yeah, now they are. Now it's a different matter. But mm. in in the day, and there was a very much a matter of talking to someone who's over there, but you're looking over there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that added something to. The otherworldly, more alien. That's it. it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. With, maybe with Lala, you can tell it's the results but, of yeah. an argument. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, especially that that state of decay scene where they're standing outside the TARDIS. Yeah. And neither they, of them. Are they in a relationship other. at this point? They, they, they were yeah. in and out of a relationship. Oh, this, this is where, where the arguments had started yeah. during the eighteen-month break. I think. Yeah. But don't worry, they they fixed it by getting married. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why she left apparently. But before we. We forget there was another actor in there playing Pangle who mm. would go on to no. do chief CID in the Thin Blue Line. Yeah, yes. David yeah. Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a youthful look. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once you realise who yeah. it is, you yeah. can't take it seriously. Yeah. No, he's well known for comedy roles now. Yeah, mm, that's it. I mean, it's, it's actually an interesting story. Of peoples that have been totally destroyed by oh. war there's a political become, comment there I think yeah. about there it is. and they become be... anti-war but then yeah. the children of their own That's generations it. are all for war again yeah, and... it's, all, it's all about survival mm. for the adults but the children instantly want to destroy everything again mm. yeah. yeah and it's the a... whole thing with they won the war but now the people they beat are starting to buy them out yeah. I don't mm. know if that's meant to be Europe or Germany particularly yeah. back in that time yeah. now mm. you might look at it as being uh, maybe China or something like that yeah, ta- yeah. taking over yeah I think Western there was world. yeah there was an element of you know around about that point I think was when the German economy was really taking off yeah, yeah. but we were still Britain and a lot of other parts of you mm. were still play, paying the war debt. Yeah. We'd won, yes. but financially we're actually worse off mm. than Germany. And That's I think it. there was that kind of social comment going on it there. It did feel like it, yeah. And also they were starting to try to build the bridges between the Cold War was just coming to an end, but there were people that were trying to still keep it going. And I think that's where that that's whole, right, yeah. these consortiums, but are not part of the, mm. the and actual Formazi race. It's sort of buried under Christopher Bidmead getting hold of 
the script. Yes. <laughs> and throwing a load of science at it. Yeah. 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 I did think about Tachyonics. that. Because it was a big thing at that time, the, the science agenda. Mm-hmm. And then I think about today, modern yeah. who, they don't nah. try to go either way. They don't no. go full well, fast. They don't go science. Just, yeah. They just go for a good story. Yeah, uh, well, exactly, well, as exactly. I say, I think we've just got over uh, Moffat's fairy tale period. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't the know fairy what, tale is over. We don't yes. know what the future's going to... to but. but the certain certainly the first season two seasons of Matt Smith was very fairy tale. Oh yeah, yeah. and I, I like that. I, d- I do like that to an extent, but I do miss sometimes the underscoring of the social commentary, mm-hmm. and I do miss sometimes having some genuine science in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not too too much science, not too but much, just but, enough, but enough to have a foot toe in reality. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Because that was the idea. I mean, I'll go back to my old favourites, the Cyberman. The idea was they were what they should be, science fiction. They were, we can do this, but what if, what if, what if, what if, what comes as the ultimate point? They didn't come out yeah. of thin air and co-totally created it. out of nothingness. Mm-hmm. They were taking actual scientific realities. They're not possible, but for foreseen ultimate ends so th- this you don't tend to have any of that I mean, even the science doesn't seem to come from a starting point of yeah. okay this is what we can do now that is a legitimate possible outcome hmm. and this was a uh, bid me just getting started really yeah. wasn't it because mm. he would go on to charge vacuum embodiments <laughs> continental yeah. drift block transfer computation yes. yeah so he was just getting started on this he bit was, was. but that also meets in with science fiction mm-hmm. the clue is in the word. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people argue that Doctor Who isn't really science fiction. I, I don't know. It's more this, use the platform of time travel, and space yeah. travel, yeah. to get you into a good story. It is, but just as whilst I love the old Hinchcliffe classic reviews, I wouldn't horror. want I wouldn't want every story to be a gothic horror. No, no. You'd like a yeah. bit of science, science fiction. I wouldn't in want there everything well. to be a science story. And I have to be. I'm getting a bit fed up with everything being a Once Upon a Time's fairy tale story. <laughs> it's good, but. You you need yeah. a mix up. You need a I variety. Each era has that because even Russell T Davies's era was a bit earthbound and mm. sometimes yeah. a bit predictable with all the constant invasions and two parters. Mm. Yeah, you do need to mix it up and yeah. have varieties. Maybe the next producer should do that. Maybe they should get two producers <laughs> and just have one for science, one for horror, <laughs> and just alternate. Maybe they should actually have an executive producer and then someone that does the program does the instead right. of one person <laughs> yeah. trying to do the whole bloody kit and Sherlock on top. We're getting way off track here. Yes, yeah. we are. Sorry. <laughs> Back to Le- Leisure yeah. Hive. <laughs> My yes. one complaint Leisure Hive would be the fact that they've really brutally stamped down on any humour at all. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yes. yeah. Well, they needed something to lift it up. It's, it, it, it's because it got so far out of hand yeah. in the Graham Williams era. It's, as I said, when I stopped watching, it was the com- mm. the Tom Baker comedy half hour. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't mm. Doctor Who. It was a reaction yeah. to yeah. The, the late 70s, yeah. wasn't it? Whereas, really? again, modern who, don't get back on that too much, but <laughs> <laughs> RTD's time and Moffat's time, it's, you have that mixture. You always have a yeah. bit of humour yeah. in every story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A bit of horror, maybe. Mm, yeah. You have a nice palette in yeah, every yeah. one. Whereas here, it feels a little... Gone, yeah. I think they have... Humourless. Uh, yeah. I think they have gone 
I enjoyed it because, like I said, it's one of the ones that tempted me back. But yeah, they may have gone too far the other way. It's yeah. not yeah. quite the emotional well, I mean, roller coaster it used few, to be. There no. were a few sort of scenes of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say unintentional humour, where um, the Doctor and uh, Neil Romana, they're floating across the zero G squash courts. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's also uh, mm, uh, the scene where um, Neil Romana thinks she's pulling, yeah. Yeah, pulling the Doctor towards the air tires. Yeah, naturally, that Tom mm. put in, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot He tried very hard to put little things in, but I think mm. most of it was stamped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was. Again, another factor for his. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he wasn't happy no. at all. Mm. But beginning of a new era, yep. mm-hmm. new yep. theme tune, also, new opening credit, it's new incidental it's the first, music. Yeah, it's the yeah. first of the Radio JNT era. Yeah, and yeah. I think this may be controversial. I don't know, but I think for, at the time he was perfect for the series. It was a mm. breath to fresh begin air. with. It, yeah. was, it was when he first started. It was a completely new broom, new sweep, new direction, mm. and yeah. it's what the show needed at the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and. I I don't know if everyone feels the same, but I find it much easier to listen to in the incidental music from the 80s rather than the 70s or, or the Dudley oh, yeah. Simpson era. Yeah. I don't really think it's more interesting. The docking music. Which is on the... 20th anniversary album. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I, I know that really well, that, but I'd never did, seen the programme. I did get fed up with them using the same shit, <laughs> yeah. the same scene yeah. for the Earth docking. Earth arriving. They could Earth have at leaving. least moved <laughs> arriving, the, yeah. the, the, the model round slightly so it didn't yeah, look that like was exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I couldn't was, even tell what it was, exactly. frankly. It was terribly badly shot, really, it wasn't was. it? Yeah. Was it meant to be docking at a space station? They're on the planet. It's very hard to say if it's coming down or approaching. I think it was coming towards you. You were looking yeah. inside the docking mm-hmm. tube and it That's was it. coming towards yeah, but, you. But, but it took a while. Was the, yeah, whereabouts was the docking tube? Mm. On, t- yeah. on top of the hive? On top yeah. of the hive? Yeah. And it was also done no, in slow motion mm. as well, which didn't help. So really, they just should have had the one model, forget the docking tube, have the little mm. ship, have it panning round yeah. towards yeah. the camera, job done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. It was probably the worst bit of special effects of the entire storm, yeah, to be honest, true. and it kind of did stand out. Yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed the start. I say the beginning of it, yeah, that could yeah, could put you off. Well, it, it, the story but sort of sets you up that, for the rest of the season because mm. it all feels sort of linked all of a sudden. But maybe not so much with Megalos, but they all sort of continue into each other and sort of build on each other until you get to Logopolis. And even then, it's linked into Castra Valva and uh, then Nissa's journey as well. So it, it you sort do of, have the feeling of a Doctor that is feeling his time's yeah, running out, a bit run down. Yeah, it's not that well liked. Look at the Mighty Two Hundred, which is the old poll, not yeah, the most yeah. recent one. Obviously. I thought midway. It's lower than that. One hundred and forty-nine. <laughs> I, um, so I bet that's that beach scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not well down there, it's, but it's it's pretty low down. In the I rankings. thought it. I thought it would come up higher than that. Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, I thought so. Yeah. Is Megalos lower than it? Because most so. people think that Megalos is worse. Megalos lower, you're right, 188 yeah. out of 200. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would be, yeah. 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 I don't think it was that bad. Maybe it just hasn't what, Megalos well. or Leisure Hive? <laughs> Sorry, Leisure Hive. Thank you. Yeah. Leisure Hive. I, 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 I actually quite like Megalos as well. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think it's as bad as all that. Like I say, I do enjoy it. I mm. did do have a soft spot for it because it's the one that tempted me back. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. We yes. forgive you. Yeah. Mm. It is between Mark Larani and uh, Lazarus Experiment Leisure Hive. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> What an unfortunate place to occupy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mark of the Rani, so I must I quite like, like Leisure Mark High. Rani, I hate Lazarus' experiment. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Gates. I've got mixed Gaze's. feelings on that. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> right, time for another game. Woo! 
We like games. A cheddar gorge. Fancy bit of cheese on toast. This time, the subject will be children's TV. Okay, this this should be good. Well, I'm not starting it because I don't know how to play this game. (laughs) Okay, Ford can start it. Ford is silent. (laughs) Damn you, Ford. Don't look at me like that. Ford is a sunflower plant. (laughs) Waking up. One. Sunny. Morning. I genuflected towards Bagpuss. Uh, and Professor Dumbledore <laughs> went smellily <laughs> gayfully mm. happily <laughs> menacingly away from children's TV character children's TV character <laughs> now Gruffalo mm. who leered at Chawton <laughs> and Penfold <laughs> crumbs <laughs> Who ran from Wilma? Wilma! Deering. <laughs> Who unzipped <laughs> Bungles? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Don't say hood. <laughs> oh, <God>. Fully. <laughs> Erect! <laughs> How am I going to follow that? <laughs> Biscuits! Very carefully. <laughs> Gently. Yeah, very firmly. Yeah. And ointment. <laughs> Zippies. Oh. Zip. Open. Mouth. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. Two. Jeffreys. Taxi. <laughs> Clanger. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jeffrey's clanger. <laughs> it's a cartoon character. It is. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. Surprisingly, firm. This <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> Said Bungle into <laughs> the play school round window, <laughs> staring lustfully. At Big Florence. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boing! Said Zebedee. <laughs> Whilst <laughs> Dougal sucked sugar from <laughs> Greenbacks. <laughs> Diletto. Nose. <gasps> mm, which twerked with excitement, pleasure, and Mr. Spoon. Oh, damn it. It's two oh. words. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Magoo (laughs) (laughs) laughed heartily at Supergran. (laughs) The hyphenated. Well, it's all one word in the yeah. 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 During. (laughs) She's wiggling her eyebrows. The thinking eyebrows are going. Yeah, I've got to come off the rude (laughs) (laughs) pressure. I don't think you can. I think we're up there now. You're trapped. I've got to say, foreplay. (laughs) (laughs) That's filthy. Bar up. Gillespie. Shouting down, everyone, 
Ugh. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was weird. That was weird. I was trying we, desperately we should have researched, to get... shouldn't we, the TV characters. I was trying desperately to get Morph in there. That's why oh, I said Morph. Barter. Yeah, uh, well, Gillespie is a character from uh, Morph. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like somebody to actually write this all down. So... <laughs> yeah. And it would make no, no sense. sense <laughs> We've been watching a DVD. We have. Yeah, we not have a Blu-ray. Not a DVD. I haven't, haven't we? I forgot to watch it. Oh. Forgot? Well, actually didn't have time to watch it. <laughs> That's better. But I have seen it before. Yep. Excellent. Okay. So we've been watching Terry and June. Um, uh, this is not what I remember. No. 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 No, you guys have seen it more recently. No. no. No, not Terry and June. Not Terry and June. Well, it, that's not what it was, not it? No. Oh, you're right. You don't get sandworms in yeah. suburbia. You bits uh, of sand well, you do get sandworms you in suburbia, but... Yeah. Terry died. <laughs> Just June. Ah. Just oh, June. Yes. Oh. Oh, what happened oh. to Terry? He got hit by sandworm. Mm, yeah. Oh, that explains it. Okay, so there is a, a link there. So, the month that followed May. (laughs) (laughs) June or... Depending on where you come from in the world. Yes. Sand Dune. I was going to say, Sand Dune. So it's called Dune. 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 Oh, that's okay then. People keep correcting me. When did this... This abomination. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as abomination. <laughs> he was stumbling on something. Behemoth. This ah. huge conglomeration. The lumbering behemoth called Yes. The, the, the film came out in 84. 84, wasn't 84. It? it was an 84 mm. film. I was yes. going to say the film or the book. The well, book was somewhere early. The book was 70s, but I think it was. I could be mistaken. I'm quite willing to admit I was mistaken on this, but I think the book was serialised or written in the 60s as part. Of oh, you're right. 1965. Mm. As part of something like Astounding Stories, it was done for like a chapter, a, a month, or a week. So this was the second attempt to do a film, wasn't it? There was another. I think there was an attempt mm, in the 70s yeah. that yeah, never that actually got around. I mean, Jordan whiskey was on the air. I do remember um, the science fiction artist. Chris Foss doing a lot of conceptual work for the well for the yeah the Dilo De Laurentiis film the Dino De Horrendous film yes so yes I hadn't seen it and I hadn't read the book till recently ah mm-hmm. no I I I think I got the book the Christmas the film come out mm-hmm. and then I went to see the film it turned out that that was probably the wise course yes you? yeah because well, I watched the film <laughs> it's quite it's quite interesting when the film come out as I said I read the book then watched the film and then went down the pub with my mates and spent half the evening over a couple of pints of cider trying to explain mm-hmm. the film and well, when we when we watched it the other night I ended up trying to explain well the for film. the benefit of our listeners give us um, a potted history of Oh, good Dune. grief. Uh, Page plotted, one. Plotted history of Dune concerns... Well, it's set in the year... Uh, yeah, it's uh, set... 10,131. Yeah, it's yeah. set in, in the far else. distant future. Mm. It's inter- interestingly got no actual aliens in it. It's all humans or yeah, offshoots. That's true, you're right. Humans, yeah. human race. Humans yeah. or worms. Um, mm. It's, involved, yeah. worms it's involving the Spice. power struggle between various houses mm. and the feud between... House Atreides and House Harkonnen. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that various P 
people are rising to power within House Atreides, and so the Emperor is uh, wanting House Atreides to be off. Mm. We also have an underlining thread of the Benai Gesserit, who are trying to have a breeding program for the past thousand years and are trying to produce the next stage in human mm. evolution. Basically, they're trying to create the super being called yeah. the Kwisatz Haderach. Yes. However, yeah. behind all of this, mm-hmm. you have spice. Yes. Spice which is the things that allows them to space travel yeah. and is mm-hmm. basically a drug, etc. Who controls the spice is the guys mm-hmm. that win the race. I mean, the use, think... Through the use of spice, you can see into the future probable events mm. and for the space travel you can read off the coordinates of exactly where you need to be and program into the computer you can see your journey for the, main, the main plot thread that goes throughout the film is um, it involves uh, Paul Atreides, the yes. heir apparent of uh, House Atreides. One of the major themes of the film is prophecy and Paul Atreides' journey towards um, apotheosis. His, his, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the next stage mm. in human yes. evolution. This was also one of the first films that gave Sting a acting role. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And film? it's a serious acting role mm. as well. Not the first, but Not, it's one, it's one, no, one, one of the first. He, he did about three or four films, roughly about the same but this time. This is the one that got him onto the. Couple of them. I mean, there's June, and then there's uh, Brimstone and Treacle. That's another one. Yeah. Mm. There's a few mm. recognisable actors in there. Ian mm. McNeese. Ian McNeese. In there about. Patrick uh, Stewart. Jurgen yep. Prashnoff. Pa- yeah, Patrick Stewart as Ian well. Ian McNeese was certainly. He played uh, the Harkonnen, head of Harkonnen, whatever his name is, Vladimir. Is it? Vladimir he played Harkonnen, him. Yeah. Baron. Baron. He played him in the TV version. Oh, that was the TV version. Yeah, okay. yeah. As I said, you've got Patrick Stewart in there. You... Looking much the same as in Next Gen. It's only yeah. a few years The hair slightly longer. Yeah, it yeah. is when he comes back. When he comes back, there's. Um, the oh, God. He played Ming the Merciless. Sido. Oh, Max von Sydow. I wondering where I recognised him from. He's in there. A race of humans who were in sort of pivotal were the Fremen. Yes. Who lived on the planet Dune, or as it it's known in also known uh, Arrakis. Yeah, but that, that's a, that's a very brief rambling uh, outline of the the story, and to my mind, the film is a very long rambling mm. exercise. Yeah, but it, there again, seems... it, it needs to be that long to get me yeah, get the salient well, plot points. The, the, in. This this ah, is the yeah. trouble. I I think it's a six hundred page book. Mm, yeah, or or should I say five hundred page book with like something like a, a hundred page glossary. Yes, mm. yeah. and yeah. it's it's something that was said to me never read a book that has a glossary in it that needs to explain the book yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. as long as the film was i still didn't quite understand bits of it there are a lot of characters a lot of things being thrown at the screen not really explained properly they were introducing that's why they were having the voiceovers yeah but that was a bit of a distraction yeah yeah, even though even though i knew (laughs) what was going on i found Mm -hmm. the voiceovers very distracting about a third of them was in a monologue i thought they weren't necessary i mean as you say internal monologues there's a large portion of the book where it's internal monologue well that's normal for mm, a book yeah Yeah. but as I said I I don't necessarily think it was a very good idea to lift those monologues and put them in the film a lot of money just 
they well they should have done Conf- the look yeah. insane with dialogue yeah that's like, it oh yeah. I don't trust you are they well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that look yeah, you didn't yeah but there again so David Lynch he is a very idiosyncratic yeah. um, director well, so I mean he wanted to put Twin Peaks and... mm, oh very oh, much yeah, so. yeah. I mean he wanted yeah. to put his stamp on the film and that's to say sort of having these internal monologues and the voiceovers I mean I felt was integral to the film apparently before the special effects were added the first edit mm-hmm. was four hours long yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. out yeah. the special effects mm-hmm. From what I can make out, if you, I know they sort of like everyone bemoans that the Hobbit's now being made too long. But if you look at the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they were long films, but they actually re-edited yeah. the books mm. down they were yeah. without yeah. losing any of the plot. Okay, you might have lost one or two mm. characters, Tom like Tom Bombadil, <laughs> but you you redistributed. You didn't lose where you're going. I got very much the feeling with June that what you got in the book was what they put in the film. I haven't read yeah, the book. They yeah. didn't. Yeah. They didn't want to cut it down. They didn't want to yeah. treat mm. it in any way. It was almost like we want to take the book and wholeheartedly, without any adulteration mm. or any yeah. manipulation mm. or change, we want to turn it I mean, into a which, film, which I found very commendable. But it was going to. <laughs> yeah, it could be as one film. It's it's very commendable, but is it practical? This is the question. You should have distilled down. Well, the Sting character, for example, what does he really yeah. do? Yeah. Why do they leave well, him he, in? Was, he was an assassin. Yeah. yeah. But, he didn't, but you didn't get that yeah. in the film. No, whatever there, he, he, he did, did. he was I cut out, that, I assume. I knew yeah. that, but you didn't get that come over place in the film. Uh, watching it at the time, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Rewatching it this week, it is cliched every single bad science fiction cliché. Well, mm. what they cliches back then, I don't know. I know yeah. I, yeah, but anything anyone criticises in a sci-fi film, they seem to throw at the screen and, mm. and do. The, the long, complicated, useless words, the backstory that everyone is gasped and are shocked by that you don't actually know or understand what's yeah. going on. Mm. Yes, it was opulently shot. The, um, oh, it was very lush. Yeah, it really it was. Very, yeah. There, a lot there of money very, mm. uh, As you said at the time, there was a, quite a steampunkish vibe Going through it with all well, the it's more flash mechanical, than anything else, yeah. Well, yeah. lots of different eras were represented mm. oh, by, yeah, yeah. by different I mean, houses, and but different it, it is such a large conglomeration. Mm. I want to be more of a I can see your points where so they're trying to compress a 600 page novel down into a yeah. you know, sort of two and a half hour film. They should have cut things out, they should mm. have left it like, should have stilled it a bit, like, yeah, yes. like I said, Lord of the Rings is a perfect mm. example yeah. of yeah. how to cut in or, or trim down a film or a book to make a perfect mm. film. Yeah. I mean, the reverse of that, maybe, it wouldn't have been acceptable then to have done the two- or three-part film. Mm. Mm. But now, the treatment for this would be to make it yeah. the, the oh, big yeah. four-, six-, eight-hour film. Well, But you have part one and part two. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So, as I said, yeah. as you said, early noughties, uh, sci-fi, sci-fi, as was the TV version. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which yeah. I've got on DVD, so I haven't seen it for quite a few years. But and that's a lot I think it made to a follow. Bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it made a much yeah. better stab at it. Yeah. Um, is but then they had the time. They didn't yes. have the budget. No, they had no, the time. No, had yeah, the time. to explain it. The, the original four-hour edit, does that exist? Can we buy the director's cut? <laughs> oh, no! There is a director's cut. I don't think there's a full yeah. version, is anyway. this the one where the director wasn't happy in the He end? didn't get final edit. He didn't edit. get final no. edit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, going back to the film, various houses that occupied the various planets, House Atreides, House Harkonnen, all of them sort of shared the same traits, the same physical mm. traits. House Harkonnens, they're all sort of redheads. Yeah. I mean, they you know, sort of shared sort of various sort of psychological traits as well. House Arcone, they're very sadistic, very bullying and yeah, such. Yeah, mm. yeah whereas no House... women, apparently. No, 
Oh, well, didn't see any. It's rather weird. Um, yeah, sort well, of how, I think how, that clops up in one house, of the other books. Yeah, sort of how, before that, House oh. of Trades. Sort of, I mean, that sort of that tended to the more sort of noble aspects. Yeah, yeah. They're all very sort of very dark, very swarthy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really? not denying that. It's, it's, it's you just... see that repeated now, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got the different yeah. kingdoms, the different mm. peoples, yeah. and they are all physically, quite, yeah. visually, yeah, yeah, psychologically sort of aspects, different yeah. from each other, but share I mean, those within themselves. To continue the uh, comparison, the uh, Dorsai series of books by Gordon R. Dixon, they are very the same, whereas the various houses represented in Dorsai represent the various sort of psychological traits of mankind. Mm. Yeah, I mean, okay. the Dorsai race, they are very much soldiers, whereas um, there are other races, sort of, sort of thinkers, you know, sort of doers and such. It is but more it, fancy than science mm, fiction, yeah, eh? Yeah. Oh, so, defi- yeah. definitely. Because actually, but, there's not much science fiction hardware because it's not really explained the, the film, but there's that big backlash against AIs and what have you. Yeah, the, there's the yeah. backlash against AIs. The shields that they use... Mm, yeah, yeah, which if, don't look nearly as good as I remember them. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the, the shields that they use, if you, they, they're used in conjunction with ray guns or energy mm, weapons, yeah. would have produced a nuclear-sized explosion. That's why all the weapons are slug throwers or pellet throwers. Hey. Sorry, I keep thinking of slug throwers. Yeah. <laughs> Are they they baby worms that they're throwing? (laughs) But, um... It's something you, that you're talking about the shields for personal defence. Yeah, mm. shields yeah. Per, and also the citywide oh, electronic yeah. shield that blows yeah. up. It was something that, and I noticed while we were watching this. While we've been doing these, through Back to the Future, mm-hmm. like Ghostbusters, we've been sitting there watching, talking amongst ourselves, making jokes of what we saw on the yeah, screen, often, and, yeah, often. and Even laughing. We enjoy it, yeah. But watching Dune, we were silent. I we were just there was a trying moment. to concentrate. Mine yeah, was, we were trying yeah, to follow couple, them. Yeah. <laughs> there was a couple so, of moments where me yeah. and Crumbly kept leaning in as if we were really interested. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I mean, I was getting hot. My back was sticking to the seat. Oh, yeah, mine too, it, definitely. It is, it is something I, mean, I noticed. We were very quiet. Intent, not, yeah. not, not because, we, on the film, not because yeah. it was such... I'm not sure if it was such a hot day. We was yeah, all was knackered. Or we were just overwhelmed by the constant stream of burbling information trying to being subject- together. Yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. To being subjected to. One unintentionally humorous scene yeah, was where um, Sting was having that steam bath. <laughs> First and foremost, that box that the beast was manipulating, I thought he was trying to get a tune out of it. It, it, did, it did look like an accordion. Oh, yeah. 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 Wasn't there a scene where I thought the dog was talking? Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 there was. Yeah. And yeah. secondly, where um, Sting steps out the, um, out the steam bath and He's wearing that winged cotton. Yeah, he's winged. <laughs> <laughs> That's like ridiculous. <laughs> and you just see Baron Vladimir Harkonnen going, Oh dear, sweet fade. Well, that, and then he just I, suddenly snaps back and starts calling for his doctor. Well, that, that, that's the point. He, he he was in the books an outrageous and complete and utter homosexual mm. and yeah. would subject male rape mm. yeah. you know, on, yeah. on his subjects. I, I would also say the, the bit where Sting walks in, yes. and I actually said, Oh, look, Sting's walked in. I didn't actually realise it was Sting (laughs) (laughs) until I watched a bit more and went oh I'll just keep silent I think I was really clever (laughs) but that's the thing though like Leisure Hive, they really deliberately seem to stamp out any humour in this. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe the book is yeah. full of humour. Well, but the, if you're doing an adaptation for the film, you, you tend to put in a few moments here just to moments. lighten it all yeah. up a bit. Yeah. The Atreides, at least, you'd expect them to have a sense of humour or have some kind of banter between them, particularly yeah. with, uh, with Duncan and what have you. Mm. But none of that. Yeah. No. The other thing well, that, I mean, that, that the got whole, oh, me with this is... These people have been living on this planet for some, some time. Mm, yeah. They're obviously not thick. <laughs> no. They've made advances of science. The, the suits. And all the suits. <laughs> yeah. And they never... 
never figured out where the spice came from. That <laughs> 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 it was basically the worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this yeah. is why it come one of those ways like, yeah. they're thick, aren't they? They're really thick. <laughs> yeah, but there again, I mean, the Fremen, sort of over the thousands of years, they've just adapted to a desert survival. I mean, mm. sort of, their whole culture is geared very much towards survival and paving yes. the way for the uh, for the Kwisatz Haderach. As I remember from the, the TV series more than the film, wasn't there a big thing about people becoming addicted to the spice? Yes. yes. Yeah. Which I don't think really showed up in the film. It was briefly touched upon. Yeah, yeah. they didn't yeah. mention yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's partly, a much bigger yeah. thing in the TV yeah. series. I think that's in the book as well, because that's partly that, how the houses control the populace. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only is this... It is a mind-expanding drug. Yeah. 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 And, and you get addicted to mm. spice. So yeah, coming to it fresh, not not having read the book, I would say the film looks spectacular, but particularly yeah, eighty four. Yeah, it mm. still oh, looks yeah. very good for even yeah. for eighty four, yeah. but it, it's a it's a little bit hard to follow. Yeah. You might want to go and read the book as well. Yeah, it's one of those things where I think it's a very good advert for for the book. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a two hour trailer for it the book. Leaves you wanting mm. more. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, book was very heavy going as well. well I mean, <laughs> I'm going to know my colours to the master and say, I mean, I enjoyed the film. Okay, you have to immerse yourself in it. You have, yeah. you have to follow every single moment of it. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. But had you read the book first? No, I hadn't. You hadn't? Okay, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. You dear people, you've been writing to us. Oh, thank, thank, you. You. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, especially. I really mm. thanks. That, that, was, that was nice. <laughs> That's touching. It really is. Thank you. Keith, so, I didn't write anything. Oh, I <laughs> Before we, we move oh. on to the letters. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. There, there, there is one article we forgot to um, mention. An article? Uh, okay. Yes, okay. Yes, an article. Well, at least one of our members went and was been rubbing shoulders, well, rubbing cheeks so and necks. Because yes. that's all cheeks and necks is all he's got with Bernard Cribbins and a few other people. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, right. yes. yes. Um, yeah. We really should hail him. We should. Mm. Hello. 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 And other assorted things. Dangerous Churchill and naked Tom Baker. And Graham. Is he still naked? He's still naked. naked. Under his wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, the head of Pertwee got, yes. got abducted almost by, by um, yeah. Bernard Cribbins. Cribbins took a bit of a shine Excellent. to him. <laughs> oh, last running out the door with Did he go around singing with me, Ed? Anyway, some letters. Yeah. Team! Team. Hello. This is under consideration. Right! Now, okay. Ooh, okay. This, is from? this is from Adrian. Oh, hello, Adrian. Yes. Hello, Adrian. He has sent us a link to the http double dot forward slash forward slash <laughs> lego dot kazoo dot com forward slash ideas forward slash view forward slash five nine one eight one. We'll put the link in the show. We'll we'll put a link in the show. Yeah. I think you can vote on it or comment or something. We'll tell you what it is in a minute. P.S. I still haven't seen Forbidden Planet either. Never knew it was based on The Tempest. Yeah. Now I'll have to watch it. Okay. Oh, thanks for the utopia commentary. You should do the rest of the story too. I think we will. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's been out a week now. By exactly. comes out. And uh, now, I think the, I'm on there as well. You are. Link, you're on the, those two. Yeah. The link 
Yep. Takes you to a mock-up Lego TARDIS in Totters Lane with the weirdest looking darling <laughs> you have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone who I Ligger think is supposed duck. to be the tenant doctor. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Rose, Rose looking Rose very, Jones. very distressed. Yes. <laughs> and the com- most angriest looking yeah. angel, angel you've yeah. ever seen. I like seen. the angel, that's very yeah. good. Then the angels have... never appeared to Rose. No, they didn't. No. Anyway. Then Mind you the have a, a console <laughs> and you've got a fourth doctor Lego and removable scarves and a Capaldi that looks more like Mind you, Rose and Tennant are also in Matt Smith's console. I have to think the console's very well designed. I I like the look of the console. These are some idea proposals to Lego, aren't they? I think think we commented about this last year when it was first muted. Yeah, I think it's a different set. But yeah, if enough people vote for a Lego fan-made set, then Lego will create it to order. Yes, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll run up a few. Um, yeah, but, but this is it. Think, think of the options. Think of what you get. You're going to get the no pond le- on these. What's it? You're going to get the Lego sets. Yeah, or Lego console, Lego uh, Lego Nebula, yes. Lego Nebula. Le- come here. Yeah, yeah, Lego Nebula, Lego <laughs> Lego yeah. Legolas. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> what else do Lego do? Star Wars. Computer games? Mm. Computer games. And, and films out yeah. as well. Yeah, right? and films. Yeah. And the Lego but, movie, yeah. But Lego we could... We could the Lego, Lego Doctor Who movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have a Lego... Peter Cushion. A Lego yep. computer game. A Lego but Doctor Who game. Lego there's Doctor no Who budget limits in a Lego game. Doctor Who movie. We have seen a Lego rendition of um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. So. Yes. <laughs> but that, this is what I'm going on. A Lego version mm. of a Doctor Who computer game. <laughs> see, I'm not yeah. sure if this is a good <laughs> ground to walk down. <laughs> well, they, could you work you Sonic Screwdriver to break all the blocks yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, the, <laughs> the Lego games we've had in the past, the Star Wars ones, the uh, Pirates of the Campaign, have been very good with gentle humour in there as well a nice little mm. mickey take mm, and so yeah. I think that oh, yeah, they're very thing. funny yeah why, why is Tennant got a lightsaber in his hand I think that's meant it's, to be a sonic sonic screwdriver it is the biggest sonic screwdriver in comparison I, to his it's like it looks like a nut and bolt <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure about Clara's hair but that's the only Nobody thing I can is. pick with it. Oh, yeah. Clara looks absolutely huge, doesn't she? <laughs> Sorry, no, Jenna. Now, now, don't jump on the Purcell bandwagon. I'm sure no, she'll be fine honest, with I mean, the way they've done the character and yeah. what they've put her, it makes the character look almost fat. Chunky. I think Chunky. Chunky. Can I just ask if anyone has spotted, just below the console, there's a little canine. Oh, there there is. Is. oh yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen that, yeah. Perhaps he's been kept in the attic. So. Tom Baker's hair's all wrong. He looks like a beetle there. <laughs> yeah, Pat Troughton's hair. Yeah, yeah it's it's what, up there. That's what that's what Capaldi's got. He's yeah, got grey. Baker's hair, hair isn't curly in this. No. Interchangeable heads. Mm. Well, it must yeah. have been sort of leisure hive time when he was mm-hmm. perming it. Yeah, when yeah. he was ill. That's not a perm. That's <laughs> called straight hair. <laughs> yeah. This is before the perm. <laughs> Any he road had up. Straight hair. <laughs> Any road up. <laughs> Vote for it. We can get Lego Who stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as I say, this, Vote for it, yes. I just wonder how this concerns with um, what's it? Audio options? Not audio options. Um, character options. Character options. I don't know because there was talk. Was it been in the end last year of them getting the okay to do these? Yeah. But maybe if it's not a mass run, it's not in shops. It's only via their website. Maybe the BBC have okayed that. Well, could be. I could don't be. know. Anyway, we have one here from Gareth. Oh, hello, hello, Gareth. Gareth. 
He says, hello everyone. Well, the leisure hive is pretty good, if a little slow, but yep. it looks wonderful. Yep. Mm. And Tom and Lala are as cool as ever. <laughs> and the scoring is, is fantastic and it's easy to forget. What a change of style it was at the time for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new logo, everything. Now, June has always been a favourite of mine. <laughs> I read the book be- just before the movie came out. And Very wise. It <laughs> is yeah. one of my favourite reads. The film did a pretty good job of adapting it. It's pretty faithful, with mm. whole speeches taken directly from the book. Mm-hmm. And the stuff they had, like the sound guns, are pretty cool. Yeah. The design and look of the film is gorgeous. Yes. The costumes are brilliant. Oh, yeah. Though I would have loved to have seen the Fremen in robes like they were in the books. Mm. And the cast is pretty spot on as well. It was such a change from the usual Star Wars knockoffs for me. Yes, and so. uh, it's a movie I return to quite often, though most people I know find it divisive at best. Shame it was such a flop and didn't have any sequels. Hmm. I have to say the soundtrack is brilliant, and it's hard to believe that those 80s soft rockers Toto (laughs) never did any more scores, as it's great and one of my faves. Right, I'm off into the the kid's sand bit shouting, Muadib! (laughs) (laughs) Also, cheers for covering Highlander. That's another favourite of mine. Brilliant 80s bonkers fun. Though I prefer the series myself. Right, the orderlies are coming, so I'm off till next time. As ever, thanks for your great shows. Hugs all. Gareth. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no sandworms in that sandpit. No. Very wrong. Yeah. That could be very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Very wrong. So, so the pattern is people are reading the book before they're watching the yeah. film, generally. I have to admit, is right. Mm. At the time, everything was a Star Wars novel. Yeah. And this yeah. was a totally yeah. different oh, look and feel. Well. Although clearly they gone with the hope they get that Star Wars big yeah. budget yeah. Uh, yeah. audience. They'd obviously put the money into it. Yeah, and well, it was I, I, three years in the making or something like yeah. that. As I was saying, it's from the entire Mexican army was yeah. for the battle scenes. Mm. <laughs> well, there wasn't a sequel. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently from, from what I read, just before the film was released, apparently the scenes of the desert where, you know, where they're doing all the shooting, they had to clear of every single plant, every single scorpion, and everything. Yeah, to make it look a completely barren and desolate world. Well, also, you don't want your actor getting shot, she says Mm. in inverted commas, fallen to the Mm. ground, and the scorpions go, oh, dinner! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mr Stewart, we're frightfully sorry. Were you bitten? (laughs) (laughs) I think that is it for feedback. No audio? Mm. No audio feedback, I'm afraid, no. What's wrong with you people? Mm, please write know. to us. <laughs> yeah, it's because there's no Doctor Who. Well, surely there will be. Oh, mm. there we go. So when Doctor Who starts, you can write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! <laughs> sandworm. Toto and the Sandworm. Mm. I like Toto. Toto. Wasn't she on Wizard of Oz? Yeah. No, the, no. the group, the hearts. <laughs> when Toto grew up, I got an electric guitar. Africa. Yes. What, he lives in Africa? No, yes. the song. <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More. Poor, <laughs> 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 oh, poor people. Sorry we about that. Apologize. Sorry in advance. Yeah, we, we do, we do apologise. You now. do realise it's all part of El Presidente's cunning plan. <laughs> mm. Yes, more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. So until that ginormous, gigantic, gargantuan... Talk about Dune again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sandworm. <laughs> Gargantuan, ginormous, grim- grimacing... Gurning? <laughs> Gurning. <laughs> Gallery of grotesqueries comes galloping towards us. This is me, crumbly saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Muadib. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 190, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, The Real, Keith Dunn and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Next time will be Tron and Castrovalva. Oh damn, there's going to be an edit here, isn't there? will there? be an edit here. <laughs> We're going to edit this out. We're, We're going, going to, to edit, edit it out. So I'm going to say knob, willy, penis, boobies, or <laughs> boobs. Excuse me, this is a Monty Python. <laughs> He's a lumberjack and he's okay. <laughs> Sleeps all night and he works all day. Oh, it's uh, did you see it being screened? We yeah. did. Did you see it before nine o'clock or after? Oh, you saw it at the cinema. We saw it at the cinema. You saw it at the Well, of course, at home, it's before yeah. nine o'clock. I there know the song. <laughs> it, it, well, not only did they bleep the biological song, for want of a better word, yeah. they gave up. Yeah, they actually <laughs> took it off and, and, had, Michael and had Michael Palin sitting there in drag going, this song is very very rude we can't show it to you because really? it has lots yeah. of rude words yeah. rude words like beep and Beep, um, beep. So here's some pictures of some sheep. <laughs> yeah. We're showing that's being shown before the uh, the nine o'clock watershed, watershed mm-hmm. which is where all sane, sensible, and calm people. Well, we're showing it again later after the nine o'clock when all the perverts. We perverts went to see it on the big screen. Well, yeah. it just got so bad, you know, because. Especially the ladies' parts. Yeah, yeah there was definitely from. a C word. There was the Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got to a point where it just like, and beep, 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 beep. I just sort of cut it out. pretty mild, really. I saw the the televised live and then I saw it again I think on Tuesday when, at the after nine o'clock slot because it was quite funny because when you're actually there watching it you, you sort of like you know the C word's going to come because yeah, everything yeah. else is coming at you yeah. but it, it doesn't it's not shocking because it's in context of yeah. Yeah. the song she's sucking very quietly yes I know <sighs> very delicately well, I'm not sure about Delica. <laughs> Delica, I might have a quibble with, but. Sorry, this is me. <laughs> I can be ladylike, but Delica is not necessarily there. Right. Do you know, I didn't see the opening ceremony. Neither I just thought like John Barron was in it because there was a load of <laughs> Facebook entries yeah. that went, Barron! <laughs> I think I saw the Metro the next day of him planting kisses on other men. Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> If they people wanted he knew to. or no, I think it was oh, okay. just somebody in the crowd. It, he just leapt at, it yeah. was something to do with Gretna Green or something like that. Huh? What's Gretna Green? It's where you go to get married. It's, it's the first registry office. Yeah. At one point in time, it was the only registry office. Oh, really? Okay. So you pe- run away, you elope to, to Gretna Green. Oh, I see. Was that in Scotland then? Yeah. 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 Oh, see. Ten minutes again. Yeah. Yeah, no, for we'll go beyond it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put any amount on it, put one minute. I mean it's handy to have a fifteen minute, yeah. ten, fifteen minute countdown, yeah. but we you will went... go beyond it. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you look at it, it's flashing up red and think, I really want to say something, but mm. I should shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
We're stuck in a chronic hysteresis. We're stuck in a chronic hysteresis. We're stuck. That's the only way to shut Keith up. I've just been impaled on the microphone. That's going in the outtakes. Is it a trick? Did you use your groin there, Ad? Well, Nelly is leaving. Nelly's gonna get you. Yeah, it has been the last few weeks. Just be thankful it was the microphone. Yes. 